also Oscar Wilde has this awesome quote. If you want to know who Oscar Wilde is, by the way, uh, look him up because I really don't know all that much about him except for this awesome quote. <laughs> uh, Humanity takes itself too seriously. It is the world's original sin. If the caveman had known how to laugh, the world would have been different. I thought that was a really cool quote from him. And it really applied to my night this evening. This evening, I took my son. I was actually, my, my kid, Max, he'll be three on Tuesday. So by the time you listen to this, he already is three. So why am I saying all this? He's three years old. And uh, today I gave my wife the day off. So she's been stressed lately. And I said that I would just take Max for the day and we'd go do whatever. And we did whatever. And I was stressed for a, you know, I'm going to say probably 40%, maybe 45% of the day. And the stress was weird because I, nothing was really happening. But it's, it's with a kid, it's like the stress of what's going to happen, preparing for things to happen, and also like wanting to do something else. But basically, if you just don't follow your three-year-old and let them do their thing sometimes you're going to, have to deal with a massive breakdown you got to deal with the fight all the stress that comes along with that and the whole thing becomes a, a stressful war so i it's a what do they say uh you know you sometimes you've got to ride the wave instead of fighting it sometimes you got to go with the flow instead of trying to fight the flow and with a three-year-old, I mean, that's the case in a lot of situations. You want to avoid the mental breakdown, you've got to kind of, it's a give and take, a push and pull. you got to give them a little, and then you, you take a little. Give a little, take a little. That's how it goes with a little kid. It's fun, and, but you also have to remember, remember that it is fun. Because if you don't remember that it's fun, you're going to have one hell of a hard time and one hell of a bad day. And I found myself fighting that today. Uh, you know, when he was younger and, you know, maybe just six months ago and I, I had him a lot on a continuous basis in the evenings because my wife is in school going to RN school. Nini, she's been on the podcast. Shout out to Nini, my beautiful wife. And I'll have to watch him for an extended period of time. I would lose my shit sometimes. I'm just going to be honest. I would lose it. Not hit him or swear or anything like that. Uh, but just be mean, you know, you get angry. Kids, they push every little button you have and it's interesting. And it goes right back to what this podcast is about because I would have this thing where I took it so seriously. You know, I would get mad at a two-year-old. I still do get mad at a two-year-old, at a three-year-old. I get angry at him and I try to like talk to him like he's me. He's not me. I mean, he is me, technically, right? But he's not me. He hasn't figured all this crap out yet. I think he has it way better off than I do. He's blissful. He has fun. And when he gets mad, he it's a real emotion. And he bounces back to happy. And he's, you know, he, he's elastic. He can handle it. The, the elasticity of a child is so much more than of a human. We Or of a human. Because <laughs> children aren't humans. So much more than an adult. Because adults... Uh, we hang on things a little bit longer than kids do. So it's nice. It's fun to watch some, like he can just let it go. Like, you know, after a, a zebra almost gets eaten by a, a tiger in the jungle, a few minutes later, it's just like grazing again and like drinking water. If it didn't get killed, you know, they, they kind of like reset back to like, ah, it's all good. That's what, that's what kids do. They just kind of reset back to everything's cool. And I, you know, admire that. I, I'd, I'd love to still have that. 
I'd love to just remember what it was like to be like that, right? Because we all have layers on us. And those layers add up. And, uh, you know, I'm taking him to the... I took him to church by myself this morning. And he was really good for about an hour, but the service went on way longer than it needed to. And he started getting antsy and then I started getting stressed and I started thinking what are people thinking in church because you start to think that thing you know you start to worry about other people and what they're that's how my mind works at least and um, that made me stressed out and you know I squeezed his arm hard at one point I took him out in the hallway and I squeezed I squeezed his arm and I was like I was like fired up looking back on it what am I fired up for he's just being a little kid I, I am asking a lot of him to sit there for an hour and be quiet, you know? And he, he didn't have to be quiet the whole time necessarily, but, you know, for most of the time he had to be pretty quiet because you got a guy talking on stage and there's people paying attention. They want to get something out of it. You have a three-year-old yelling. It's, it, it's going to be an issue. But that was the first time I got stressed. And then the second time I got stressed, you know, there's different periods throughout the day when you have a little kid where you do get stressed out for small moments of time, trying to get them to go down for a nap, trying to get them to eat. It, it can be a stressful experience. We went to a baseball game. Shout out to the Altoona Curve. Central PA represent my zebras. And I was going with uh, Micah Marshall, who's been on this podcast from Refuge Youth Network, and a bunch of people were there. So I was going to hang out with them. But Max like wanted to do everything else but hang out with them. So there's a bouncy house, there's a play area, there's an arcade, uh, and that's what he wanted to do. And if I would have, you know, fought it the whole time, it would have been a mess. But if I, I was trying to talk to everybody who was there while trying to manage him, and you just have to, have to let it go that you have a little kid and you're gonna have to chase them around and force feed them food, and then get them out of mental breakdowns because he you know, he could have had four or five mental breakdowns there. I avoided all of them. Almost had one, but avoided all of them. It's beautiful. That's a that's an accomplishment. And we're in this play area and I started getting like really mad because it was like me and like some other moms who just you could tell they're like God, I hate sitting here and they're on their phone. I'm on my phone. This is misery. Like my kids just over here playing. I paid so much money to get in here, bought them food, da 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 da. And I can't even watch the baseball game. We're sitting in this goofy play area. And you know, I'm texting my I'm texting my wife Nini and I'm like, you know, boy, your job is hard. I really respect what you do on a daily basis taking care of him because it is stressful, but I'm also like super irritated right now and I just want to let you know that. And I'm just I'm, I'm just like like I, I can't hang out with anybody that I want to hang out with the tier. This baseball game's going on. I'm thinking in my head about this baseball game. Like I care about baseball. I could care less, but I just wanted to see, just wanted him to see the game and he, like, he would really enjoy it. And I was like getting, I was getting fumey, right? I was getting kind of mad. He was bringing me over toys and I'm thinking, Max, get these. I did say at one point, don't bring these over here. Put them back over there. So the other kids can play with them. We don't need the toys here. And, I, I thought I caught myself for a second and I thought Rob you're getting mad about your son bringing over pots and pans from a fake kitchen while you're at a baseball game like it's not that bad actually it's not bad at all and you're being a good dad and you're letting him play and he's having fun you know but in that moment I wasn't thinking in that moment I was boiling 
texting my wife boiling. I respect what you do because this is hell. That sort of thing. <laughs> but what am I so fired up about? Like, what? why am I getting so fired up when I get an opportunity to chill? Number one, I can just sit in that chair, do nothing. He's having fun. I get to raise a kid. I get to go to a baseball game. I'm free. You know, we can just walk around in America. We can just, I mean, you feel fairly, I don't feel any threats when I'm out. I'm sure some people do, but I, I don't. I'm I'm just saying from my own perspective, you know, it's like, man, this isn't bad. Like how, how bad it could be so much worse. How bad would it have to be where this would be a situation where I actually appreciate Like how bad of a situation would I have to be in? To, to be sitting in that sort of situation and have to be, feel threatened or have to feel, you know, worried that something bad's going to happen to me. Like, life is beautiful and you've got to catch wind of that on a regular basis. And like Oscar Wilde said, that quote to start things out, you know, we just, we are so worried about everything. We're so bugged out by everything and we let it really get to us and we, we let things make us angry. And if humanity took itself less seriously, we would be so much better off because we take all of this as life or death. I take raising a three-year-old as life or death, you know, where I would get so stressed and angry in my mind at this little kid who I'm just trying to get to go different places or eat certain things or get in the bath, whatever it might be. But I'm getting so, so pissed about it in my brain. I don't usually show that. At least I try not to. Uh, how can I just on a daily basis remind myself, laugh, put a smile on my face, because this moment will never happen again. And that place that you need to go, that thing you need to do, it will happen if you just give a little patience and you just let him do his thing or her do her thing or whatever it might be. And, you know, probably 15 minutes after we were in that play area, he eventually wanted to go watch the game. We're sitting there. I'm sitting beside him. got my arm around him in the seat. And... I'm showing him the pitcher and him throwing the ball and the batter hitting it. And he's, he's really impressed and he's watching where the ball goes. And I just, I thought, boy, man, you know, kids bring you along on their ride of emotions. So if they're mad, you're pulled into it. At least that's me. Some people, I guess, can disconnect. I'm not real good at it. Maybe I will be the longer I'm a parent. I'm only three years in. And, I thought, boy, this is just a great moment. Like, took my son to a... I'm not a baseball fan, but it's the classic dad-son thing. I took my son to a baseball game. You know, we sat down, watched the game. I'm with a church. I'm with, like, good people who are doing good things and are on a positive mission. And uh, talking about it right now, it's hitting me, you know, how beautiful of a thing that is. It's a beautiful night. You know, we're in shorts and a t-shirt. Having a, sharing a bottle of water, <laughs> eating crackers and hot dogs. And that's a wonderful, wonderful situation to be in. And as I'm thinking about that, I think, like, thank God. Thank you, God, for creating all this. And then in the same moment, I think, there's people who don't believe in God. But they would still be thankful for a moment like that. 
something created that moment. So there's got to be something involved there. That moment is, you know, by not our design. We have no, we pretty much have no control of that moment. If you think about like all the people that are there, the game that's going on, the lights being on, the weather being the way it is, we have no control over any of those situations. I have no control over my son, really. I mean, I do have control over stopping him from doing something or whatever, but he's, he can act however he wants to if he wants to because he's his own person. And why not... How I should say, how can you live your life realizing that on a continuous basis, realizing that you have no control over any of this stuff besides how you feel? What's going on internally? How are you in the situation handling yourself? And I try to instill that in my brain, and I'm doing that right now as I'm talking on this podcast, but in real life, that is damn hard to do. And if you can do it, you're a, you're a master, you're Buddha, you know, because living your life in that state is just, oh, it would be blissful. I heard Aubrey Marcus say it as, um, it was like ecstasy. If you could, if you could be in that moment and just aware not in the past not in the future in your head you're right there boom as it's happening right now that is that's the peak that's the top of the mountain that's where you want to be and you can do that whenever you're talking have you, have you ever been talking in conversation and you are just you're feeling the words come out of your mouth that might be the that might sound like the dumbest thing i've ever said it might be the dumbest thing i ever said but at the same time it's so true that when you get stuck in that moment where you're talking and you're just the words are coming out and you're feeling a, a fluidity to it, you're in that moment and it feels good. When I put my arm around Max at the baseball field, it felt good because I was there. I was in the moment. And I had like a peace. I could feel some peace come over me. And there's something to be said about that. However you stand, whatever you believe in, whatever your interpretation of this life is you can't deny those moments there's something special and they they hit they land and they disappear and the more you walk around angry the more you walk around frustrated trying to force things to be the way you want them to be man is that the stressful situation it's the most stressful thing ever and I realized that with my son so much that I've lived so much of my life wanting to control everything I want to control the environment to make me happy. But if I could just be happy in the environment, dude, bliss, ecstasy would be the word. You're just, you boom, you're just a magic. You live in a magical world. So if you're a parent and you get mad at your kids on a regular basis and you get really frustrated in your head on a regular basis, then you're just like me, but I'm going to try to practice what I preach on a continuous basis and, you know, change that to where I am just excited to be here. I'm excited to be alive. I'm excited to have a kid who's healthy. I'm, I'm excited. And I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean if your kid's not healthy. I apologize for that. Cause I'm not I'm just speaking of my own life. I'm just thinking of like things are good and I need to live it. And like a little kid will bring that out of you. I've never felt more joy, more happiness, more love than I do with a child, with, with having a son. Like, it's just there. It turned a, it's weird. It turned a switch on inside of me. And I, I didn't know 
I've heard people say that before, and I didn't think that would be something that would ever happen to me. But it turned a switch on so quickly. And it's a wonderful experience. So whenever you see me in public, if you do, and I'm with Max, and I look frustrated, pat me on the shoulder and be like, hey, Rob, this is fun. Enjoy it. Because it is fun. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for listening.